bees in his library. Confound it, madam, my language is most controlled. I say we take off and nuke the entire scythe for It's the only way to be sure. In a thousand years, Gandahar was destroyed. A thousand years ago, Gandahar will be saved. The spice extends life. Silent breed is people! Welcome, listener, to StarCrashed. We discuss genre movies released before the year 2000. And in this episode, we'll discuss Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella, a TV movie from 1997, directed by Robert Icove. And I am absolutely trying my best there with the pronunciation of the last name, because I have no idea. And all the pronunciation sites look uh, shady to me. So (laughs) I'm sorry, Robert. We're going to go with Robert if we if we mention you again. But yeah, Cinderella from 1997. We're going to talk about it. My name is Ebba. And my name is Linnea. So this is a Disney movie, I think. Well, it's on it Disney is. Plus. So it's on I Disney Plus at so. least, yeah. <laughs> they bought it, <laughs> at least. Uh, and it is, of course, a um, another version of the Cinderella story. It's also produced by Whitney Houston and she also stars as the fairy godmother. And, you know, she's in it quite a lot, I'd say. So if you're a Whitney Houston fan, I think you might check it out just for that alone. Uh, we have Brandy Norwood, or I think she's just known as Brandy, like she's a singer, I believe. And she stars as the titular Cinderella. And uh, we also have such stars as Whoopi Goldberg in this uh, film. And right now, I just want to hear what are your general thoughts after watching this movie? Well, my general thoughts. So um, this movie was your suggestion uh, for the podcast. I didn't know anything about it beforehand. Uh, Really, all I had seen was like the banner image that was on the Disney Plus app. And... I kind of had an idea just based on that, that this would be like Cinderella, but what if she's black kind of uh, scenario. Ah. But I was kind of pleasantly surprised that it's not because the whole cast is just so diverse. You know, it's not it's not about Cinderella being played by a black character because the queen is also black. And, you know, it's just it's such a mix. Um, And, you know, the, the prince is played by Philip. Pino actor, I think, mm-hmm. and you know his mother is Whoopi Goldberg, and his father is um, oh, what's he called, Victor, Victor, Victor Garber, yeah, Victor Garber, who's a white dude. So it's just you're just like what, <laughs> but yeah. but in a good way. You could you yes. kind of go like, how is this all hanging together? You know, but it it doesn't matter because yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's great. <laughs> Much like how the clothes span two. 100 years of fashion <laughs> uh this is a fairy tale and and none of this really matters what matters is the story and i i am also i i kind of had the idea that it was just kind of be more like a i don't know if it's called like blind casting where you don't really care about the uh, skin color or you know any other sort of like body type or whatever Mm. Uh, so, so I was expecting something that would be very fairy tale like, and this is very 
This is a very cozy film. That's how I describe it. It's very sweet. So sweet and cozy. And the fact that, that, the, that the cast is so diverse it's to, is to its um, benefit, I think. Mm. And, and uh, refreshing. Even now, in 2021, it's refreshing. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's kind of old, this movie, right now. But it's, it's still refreshing. Yeah, it's refreshing because it doesn't make a thing of it. It's yeah. just, it feels so natural that they have yeah. such a diverse cast, but they're not making, they're not, I, at least as far as I sort of experience things, they're not trying to make really a statement on it, um, which I, which sort of makes it better in my opinion, because, you know, it, it sort of drives home just how, you know, diversity is just a natural thing that we have in our culture uh, you know mm. it, because because mm. the fu- the film feels so natural in how diverse it is you know it's yes. sort of uh, it's a better reflection in some way than than um, uh, than it could have been yes absolutely and and let's not forget like everyone has an american accent in this film um it's a made up country what era are we talking about it doesn't matter uh, none of these things because it's a fairy tale and fairy tales do kind of exist uh, parallel to to yeah. human <laughs> history because it's 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 storytelling and so so how do we feel how do we feel about how this Cinderella tells the story that we that we know? Well, I mean fairy tales by nature are kind of ludicrous you know when when you really think about them they're they're, they're weird and strange yeah, and, and wacky yeah. um and i kind of feel like this film it acknowledges that and it sort of embraces it and just mm. just goes for it you know it just has fun uh i mean they kind of point out you know why would you wear a glass slipper but you know it, yeah. it doesn't matter she's wearing a glass slipper and you just exactly. you just roll with it mm. <laughs> so uh i mean i the movie itself seems to be having a great time, and that means that you, as a viewer, also are having a great time. Um, even though, <laughs> you know, the Cinderella fairy tale kind of really doesn't make sense once you start poking at it. But uh, yeah. this movie just sort of goes, "No, no, don't poke at it. Just, just, just go with it." <laughs> yes, like ha- have fun, like embrace this world that we are are serving you, basically. Um... Absolutely. I think I think this sticks uh, rather true to the sort of, uh, I'm not going to say, what, what, what would be an appropriate word for how Disney has sort of made a lot of these fairy tale tales rather mm, family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a very, it's a very family friendly and and it's not it's not the cutting off your heel to fit the shoe kind of Cinderella. Uh, it's just it's just pleasant. And even though there are people who are poor, no one is like speaking ill of the king or, you know, the streets are clean. Everything is really just it kind of feels like I mean, I, I kind of got this nostalgic feeling from watching this because the sets and everything it, it, it is, as we mentioned, it's a TV movie. So everything sort of has that tv movie feel like the clothes are all over the place but in a good way like someone still thought this through like the colors are very uh you know like the we see who is a peasant and we see who's not and for example the the ball scene has 
very, a very blue theme and everyone is wearing these extravagant blue dresses. They are, they are pared down, but they're still ex- extravagant compared to other things. But, but you, you have that sort of budget restriction, obviously. And that paired with the fact that, you know, the streets are so clean. This looks like a set, uh, almost like a kid television set, but a little bit nudged up in a sort of Stargate way, if that makes sense, you know, (laughs) or even Star Trek, you know, where they go to this medieval town and and they have to solve something. And it has that sort of feeling, even like a Xena or, you know, those TV TV series feel. And I I think that feeling goes very well with fairy tales. I realized that while watching this Um, because it gives that sort of cozy you have almost like this I'm not sure like this has the bloom effect (laughs) on everything but the the way that makes you feel as you're watching something and I think it makes uh, the most of that even like how the effects work and everything it 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 works in my opinion um yeah yeah. I totally agree um I mean I will as I was watching this even though yeah obviously it has a lower budget it's it's a made for television movie and the special effects you know some of them looking at them today they look kind of cheesy and silly yeah but i just kind of realized that this movie has magic in a Mm -hmm. way that the modern disney live action remakes do not um and Mm -hmm. granted i have not seen there's several of those remakes that i have not Mm. seen i have not seen mulan or aladdin uh, but i have seen the beauty and the beast remake for example Mm. which i was not a fan of because i just Uh. i i I kind of feel that it's soulless in a way uh Mm. which i think that cinderella from 1997 is not i mean Mm. whatever cinderella lacks in terms of budget or production value it it makes up for it in spirits uh, and in just joy and, and Disney magic, uh, I think. Absolutely. And have you seen the remake of Cinderella? Because I haven't. I have, but I don't remember much of it, ah. to be honest. Um, ah. I was mostly thinking of Beauty and the Beast when I was watching mm. this and how mm. I was, you know, comparing those two in my head and how I was just sort of like... Yeah, but you know this movie is, is having fun and it's it's uh, it's colorful and it has you know it has spirit, it has soul. Mm. Yeah. While the Beauty and the Beast remake just sort of feels like, well, it's a cash in really. It's a good cash grab. Um, oh, so sad. <laughs> yeah. So sad. <laughs> but I something that I have taken issue with Disney, and I'm, I'm I've probably ranted about this before. Um, in, in some episodes probably <laughs> but something that i feel disney really needs to like reflect upon is their use of enormous rooms in these live action films because i haven't seen any of those i've only seen like certain scenes and maybe trailers and whatever i consume just by existing with <laughs> internet basically uh, and I also had this issue while watching uh, a movie that I did really enjoy, uh, Jungle Cruise. Uh, yay for Jungle Cruise! We have talked about <laughs> Jungle Cruise for a little bit. Th- this is not this is not a Jungle Cruise episode, so I will refrain. Uh, <laughs> but they 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 have this they have this they absolutely love huge rooms, huge things over the top. We have to like CGI everything. We can't have things 
being practical or seem practical and therefore possibly low budget or maybe not as consistent with whatever else is going on in the background. And I think they need to, um, you know, reflect on that if that's the right way to continue on. I think Mulan looks a little bit better from what I've seen, but still, like they really do over overdo certain things, which makes people kind of look like they are just walking around in empty spaces, which I presume they are some of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, do you get what I'm going with with this tangent? Possibly again, maybe for the third time even. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I think yeah, I think I understand what, what you're getting at. Mm. Um, it's, it's sort of a... <sighs> they, they, they try to make it grand uh, yeah. in, in some of the, the newer movies, but they don't quite fill it with enough content that such yes. large spaces require exactly. and i mean i i talk about yes. large spaces both in terms of like the physical space but also like space the the the, the mental space of the movie or, mm-hmm. or what whatever um yeah. you know the, the if you make it that larger you also have to fill it with stuff and i don't necessarily think that some of the modern uh remakes or interpretations do that mm. Mm. no absolutely um they 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 also have this sort of glossy feeling which just it makes it feel a bit detached from the story almost which i probably think is what the opposite of what they want to do mm. um but that's the sort of feeling that i get but anyway so going back to cinderella here but but you you don't really remember watching it and i was kind of hoping that you had watched it <laughs> <I> would <have laughs> even remembered it since i haven't seen it and i would have liked to sort of compare uh the two as they are uh, you know, live action versions of Cinderella. And of course, they aren't the only ones out there. And I believe as I'm watching like the IMDb, I don't think this this is a Disney, uh, a Disney at all in any point. <laughs> Was Disney involved in the 1997 version? But, uh, but anyways, like, do you, do you remember like maybe the feeling that you got from the characters or anything that... From the, um, the new yeah, remake. from of, the new, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I remember watching it in the cinemas with my f- a friend of mine. Um, and I think she liked it quite a bit. Mm. But my sort of takeaway at the end of it was just a big shrug. Like, yeah, uh, uh, that was mm, that was so mm. bright, I guess. But, mm. you know, it d- didn't really leave a huge impression. Mm. Um, but I don't remember any details um, of events or yeah. actors or whatever in it um so i can't really i can't really speak on on, on any yeah. details and comparing the two um but i feel okay. that while that cinderella sort of left me unmoved um this cinderella that we're talking about today uh, i will remember mostly mm. because of the actors that are in it um so you know whatever uh, whatever drawbacks I might think this movie has, and I, I imagine we're going to touch upon some mm. of those things later. Yes, absolutely. But whatever, yeah, whatever drawbacks I think this has, you know, it's still memorable to some extent, just because of well, the cast mostly because <laughs> they 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 are awesome, all of them. Yeah, but it's it's interesting to just hear your thoughts on like comparing the two. Um, being as they are kind of recent still, like Cinderella uh, from 
the latest Cinderella Disney movie wasn't that long ago, I'd say. And, and, and the fact that you don't remember it, <laughs> barely anything is, you know, oh, it speaks. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, it um, speaks a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, I will, I will continue on a little bit about the hype train uh, on this movie. I was talking like how this did sort of invoke a feeling of nostalgia and... Also, like you say, how, like how how great the the actors and the the characters work in this film. Like Brandy, for example, is is a very good Cinderella. Like I I feel like I you you like her very early on. Like mm. the way she she um, <clears throat> talks and moves and uh, I it's excellent excellent Cinderella. But also, I will say this ending or or the whole thing was so sweet that I wept a tear. Aww. <laughs> I was like, this this movie is so sweet, so wholesome, so lovely. <laughs> but a little tear collected at my eye as it as it ended, and I was like, yeah, this is nice. I would have liked to watch this as I was a child. It would have been nice. <laughs> But yeah, anyways, also I got a report. I am an idiot, an absolute idiot, Linnea. Because this is related to Disney. Because I have a book <laughs> on <laughs> the art of Disney costuming. And we even talked about this before, uh, you know, starting recording. And this, the, the dress that she's wearing in Roger and Hammerstein's Cinderella is in this book. <laughs> so of course... Disney was involved in this film. I feel so stupid. Anyways, uh, do we want to get into the costuming and maybe her dress a little bit? What What are your thoughts on, on the costuming in this film? Oh, you know, when they have the ball and all the, the, the ladies have like blue slash purple dresses and it's just you you see them all dance together and mm. synchronize it, it looks wonderful i loved it yeah 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 <laughs> agreed and i also like that even though they are very similar you can see that they have used a lot of the same fabrics and all of that mm. uh they blend in with each other but they still have certain details that they were able to do to sort of uh change it up a little bit and i also <laughs> really enjoy how absolutely outlandish the stepsisters look uh, <laughs> yeah. and and their house is is wonderful i'm i'm going off off here but their the house that they live in and the cinderella of course also lives in is just wonderful and weird and so 90s i can't even begin <laughs> <laughs> but the stepsisters are uh usually I mean, I don't really care about the stepsisters that much in the Cinderella story. But here, I kind of... I mean, they, they are enemies in a way. Like, they are... they are. You aren't supposed to like them, but I kind of like them anyways. Uh, how are you feeling about them? <laughs> well, I think, strangely enough, even though they are portrayed <laughs> as, you know, the one of the antagonistic forces in yeah. the films. I kind of feel that they're portrayed much more sympathetic yes. and to some extent realistic than maybe the animated uh, Disney Cinderella does because mm. they, you know, they have this moment. I don't remember if they have it in a song or if they just say it, mm. but when when they're they're watching the prince be enchanted by Cinderella at the ball mm. and they go off dancing on their own etc and the stepsisters sort of just go you know why can't the guy 
like girls like us you know we're, we're yeah. just regular girls you know yeah um they they have that moment which i think is is quite nice yeah yes absolutely they do have some like more human moments mm-hmm. because like absolutely they are they are like cruel and they are petty but they also have their hopes and dreams and and are of course a product of upbringing and uh, and the society that they live in basically yeah. uh, but i also like that they there are moments uh, like the one you mentioned for example and also one where they where cinderella is mm, she's re- recollecting the night but she's not uh, saying that she was at the ball but she's sort of singing this uh, imaginary recollection version to her sisters i don't know how to explain it but and they sort of gather together in song and and even the mother the stepmother steps in and it's a little bit uh in with the moment and then she's like oh no wait uh we, <laughs> we hate you i i forgot <laughs> kind, kind of that feeling is what i got mm. and i just i just like that you know just because they're stepsisters and 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 the mother is cool that's not that's not why they can't get along. Like they can't get along because the stepmother has this idea of how things are supposed to be. And, you know, even like a thing on, on with, with class, because she says like to Cinderella that your mother is a commoner and that's why you can never be who we are, basically. So it's, it's class that is sort of keeping them apart um, because they have these moments where, where you almost feel like, well... In a different scenario, under different circumstances, they could probably be kind of friends <laughs> and just fawn over pretty boys, basically. Mm, mm. And I like that. I like that I still find them annoying. I still don't want them to get the prince, but I also <laughs> understand that they have their own dreams and they are like a product of their circumstances. Mm. Uh, and also, I have to say, the prince was kind of mean to them. <laughs> And and that is when he's been dancing with these uh, sort of bland princesses in this uh, ball. And then uh, one after the other, the stepsisters dance with him. And um, the first one, she's got eczema or something, poor girl. And she scratches like her neck once. And he is on her case about it. <laughs> like he is like, oh, do you have an itch? Are you itchy? And she's like, no, no, I'm not itchy. It's just like trying to hide the fact that she's got eczema and she's hurting it and they don't have proper medical <laughs> medical uh, um, things in this in this village. So I was like, oh, poor you. And also the, the, the other sister who steps out after her is uh, like she's been... Taught by a mother to like laugh uh, and be be happy with a man and everything, but she has a snorting problem. Oh, I, that almost sounds like she snorts coke or something. That's not what she does. That's not this movie. Uh, but she snorts like like that when she laughs, and and she she just constantly does like like she's so nervous. I I feel like, mm-hmm. and she just snorts constantly while dancing with the prince, and he is like so put off by it. And I'm just like these poor girls. <laughs> these normal average girls can't mm. catch a break but like i said i still don't like them as such but that was something i appreciated about this movie they aren't absolutely vile and horrible and just like oh yes i went on for a long time about these stepsisters do they deserve that much time i have no idea <laughs> 
Um, anything else on, on costuming? That's where we started on costuming that you want to talk about. Um, well, I liked how, and I'm thinking probably specifically about the step family here, the stepsisters mm. and the stepmother, um, but how well the costume sort of complemented their personalities, mm. all three of them. Um, and I can't really point to any specific details on like the dresses or whatever, but it kind of feels like, um, you know, the way the mother was dressed, for example, it it just fits mm. so well with how mm. she was acting and then sort of her hangups or, or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, <laughs> her, yeah. Her, her issues, if we, if we want to use that word. Um, prejudices on her. <laughs> Um, but I I don't know. It just it just fits with with her, you know. Mm. It, it was just really made. It, it felt it felt like the costumes and the actor and the character, you know, they they melded together so well. Mm. They were just a good marriage between the three of them. Mm. I feel. Yeah, absolutely. I I can only agree. Um, I think the trio of the stepmother and stepsisters were. Um, kind of fun to watch what next they would wear mm. I, the stepsisters one of them i think it was the yeah it was the the tall the tall stepsister the snorting <laughs> the snorting stepsister her uh ball dress is oh like an arts and crafts store melded with secondhand curtain <laughs> things threw up on her it's horrible and that's hilarious uh it really conveys the message <laughs> Mm. <laughs> that these people may have be upper class but they don't have class <laughs> they're not classy anyways yeah uh so you know now we've spent a long long time with these people but i also want to mention that i really liked um the the cinderella you know the ball gown cinderella dress in this movie i would have to say i much prefer it to the recent disney cinderella uh film which I know a lot of people really love that one. And I, I, I get it. Like, it's a very, very pretty dress. But this dress in this movie just works so perfectly. She looks so, you know, almost like dainty. I don't know if I'm using that word correctly. But like, so, so princessy. But like, in a very uh, like yes. young and, and, and just like, you know what I mean? Like, it's so... You know, and the small pearls by the arms or whatever those are, like, hanging down. It's just, it's very, um, uh, it's not too much, but it's also standing out against everything else, but still mm. works within it. And I, I think uh, I really enjoy enjoy that dress. M- preferred above the, the cartoon Disney version, <laughs> honestly. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Any Any thoughts on that? Well, yeah, I mean, I agree with what you said. Um, I think the dress, the the bald dress of Cinderella in this film um, really contrasts well with, say, the stepsisters' dresses. uh, Because, you know, they they are much more garish in a way. They're much Mm -hmm. more flamboyant Mm -hmm. to some extent. Um, And, you know, the stepsisters... Their personalities, at least when when they're pursuing the prince, is much more forceful, uh, yeah. kind of, or you know, more mm. more of a force of nature, 
approach to wooing the prince uh, and their dresses sort of reflect that while Cinderella managed to woo the prince by doing the opposite pretty much yeah, uh, yeah. and her dress reflects that because it's more uh, it's it's cleaner in the, in design it's sort of more tasteful in a way it's yeah. more timeless uh, you know it's it's kind of dress that, that sort of works in in many eras uh, I feel mm-hmm. so uh, I mean yeah kudos to the design department uh, I think yeah absolutely and I will mention her name Ellen god damn it the last names always <laughs> with the last name Ellen Mirojnik Mir- 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 something like that yeah, Ellen Mirojnik yeah mm-hmm. Uh, I will say, and I think this is, you know, this is a 90, 90s movies, but um, I would skip the blue eyeshadow, though. That's the only thing about uh, the whole ball gown getup that I would skip, if used today, probably. Fair enough. Still cute, but still would be better without. <laughs> <laughs> so, Linnea, we have been uh, hyping this move for... A long time now. I think we both enjoy it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as you mentioned previously, there are a few maybe downsides or critiques that we could voice. Um, what what would you like to start off with? Well, um, so sort of the major drawback of the film, in my opinion and, and in my tastes, uh, I really want to point out that this is very subjective here. Um, Everything here is. <laughs> yes, honestly, well, true, like... <laughs> true. Uh, but I'm, I'm not necessarily, the thing that I'm going to talk about, I'm not necessarily saying that I think it was bad. I just, mm. it didn't, it didn't, it didn't gel with me. It didn't yeah. uh, appeal to me, maybe. Um, which is the music. Um, mm. I felt kind of underwhelmed by some of the songs um well actually probably all of the songs if i'm if i'm gonna be honest i don't think they're bad but i don't think you know when the movie ended i couldn't really remember any of them i couldn't hum them i couldn't sing them um not in the way that i can sort of sing songs from the the animated Cinderella, for Mm. example, or even other Disney films. You know, those songs, they pop up in your head and you sort of go like, oh, I love that song. And then you you start to to hum it. But I can't do that with the songs in this. I just, nah, nah. (laughs) They they didn't affect me at all. They didn't have an impact at me at all. Um, If I'm going to say that I had any favorite, it would probably be uh, the ones sung by Whitney Houston, uh, who played mm. the fairy godmother? Mm. Um, she had, I think it was called Impossible. Uh, at least that's sort of what the refrain yeah. was. Um, yeah. I think that one was probably the one I liked the most. Um, but the other ones, I couldn't tell you their names to save my life or, or what they were singing. Or no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, one hundred percent agreed. And I honestly, because. I, I can't even say that it's a favorite, but it's the one that sounded the best. <laughs> and that is the Whitney Houston one. Mainly because it's Whitney Houston singing it. True. I think that's yes. it. Like, that's that's why that stands out to me. Uh, but it, but it, it was also like, at one... Because at first I was like, uh, sometimes this is the thing with um, certain television series and things like when they have an episode and they're singing or like it's, you know, and, and it's just like, oh, whatever, get this thing the song over with but you can still enjoy the views and how it's moving things along a bit 
for example, there was a wonderful dance scene in this when uh, the steward is preparing for the impromptu ball. And, uh, and that was kind of funny when they were like dancing around the bread or whatever. <laughs> and, mm. and a huge cake. That was nice. Uh, but I don't remember the music from it. But I remember the dancing, <laughs> basically. But anyway, so it was blatantly obvious that it was just so much weaker when it came to the music. And that's when the fairy godmother is... Um, about to turn like you know perform her magic to turn the pumpkin and and uh, cinderella into uh, a nice carriage and, and a princess gown get up uh, because i i i have the 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 40s cinderella song in my head as i'm thinking about this mm. but i cannot for the life of me she, i know she says like fiddle dee do uh with Houston, but i and I think it's the Impossible Things song, possibly, but like, mm. I, I can't. It was so right then. I was like, yeah, this in the move in the in the music department. This isn't very enticing to me. <laughs> no, no. And that and that scene made it very obvious. Even though it was a nice scene, it was just like, oh, I don't know, kind of weak sauce. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they kept the music from because this is. I don't think we've mentioned it so far, but uh, this Roger. Um, Roger Hammerstein's film was first done, made as a live broadcast TV special, uh, which sort of was supposed to be the vehicle for Julie Andrews, if I remember correctly. Yes. You were the one conveying yeah. this information. <laughs> um, 1957. 1957, yeah. yes. And I can, I kind of feel like it's probably much the same, uh, you know, same songs and everything. And it does feel a bit dated. Um, yeah. Or just like the melodies. I don't know. Um, yeah, but, but yeah. at the same time, I mean, I love musicals. And, and when I think back at, well, for example, you know, Julie Andrews, you know, she was in um, Sound of Music, for example. And I can mm, yeah. I can sing some of those songs if, if you ask me to. <laughs> right? uh, yeah, so yeah. I, I'm not sure it's only about the time period in which yeah, the music yeah. was made. I think it's just... It's it's not that it's, it's not just the, bland. Yeah, it's just yeah, bland. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's not bad. You know, it works in the film uh, to portray the feelings and and the scenario that that is in the film at the point. Um, but as music, you know, on its own, I don't think it it really holds up. No, no, no. I I I, I will never look up the music for this one. Never. I don't usually do, but <laughs> I would not. It's because it's boring, honestly. It's boring. Uh, but that doesn't mean that the moments and the scenes and like the dances, for example, aren't, aren't you know, memorable and nice to watch. It's just like mm. the music is just... Blah. So yeah, fair uh, and critique and absolutely number one on my list as well. <laughs> um, I would like to bring something else up and just see if you interpreted things differently so maybe that was the fault is on me for just like looking away maybe for a moment for a brief moment and missing something but so in the beginning uh like the very first scene there in the, the, we see the town and we see cinderella and we also see the prince who is in a sort of you know towny peasant disguise and they uh sort of have a instant love moment instant romance moment and they sing a duet together and they talk a little bit about you know exchanging names and things like that and 
then he it's time for him to leave and time for Cinderella to leave and he goes into his carriage and I think she sees him go into the carriage it's a bit unclear but I think she sees him go into the carriage so did you interpret that as her knowing he was a prince or not I don't know I don't know I mean that that wasn't a detail that I picked up on but I did (laughs) When they meet again later on the in on the ball, mm. uh, and and the prince asks her to dance, they don't really address the fact that right. they've met before or acknowledge right. it. Uh, so that was strange. Yes, I, I don't yes. have an explanation for that. Right, <laughs> because it it messes things up a little bit. I mm. would be okay with it if she like if he if he turned the corner and then walked into the carriage and she didn't see him but i'm fairly sure like she saw him getting through the carriage uh and and because or because then it would make sense that she's really wanting to get to the castle you know like oh watching the prince and everything because she kind of knows that he he might be the prince or he might be in Mm. the castle or something like that uh, and they could sort of have rolled a little bit more with that. But the other thing is, like, if she doesn't see him or draw the conclusion that he is the prince or working at the castle or something like that, then I would have liked it if she... Because they really have, like, that instant love connection duet moment. So I would have liked it if she was kind of longing back to the town to sort of meet this mysterious nice mm. boy that she met and maybe not being as involved with getting to the castle because then that would make sense so it's it's either way you interpret that moment <laughs> kind of dictates like how their interactions turn out like at the ball like why it's a little bit weird then or or maybe like different different things it could have just been a few sentences really that would fix that for me Mm. It it may sound nitpicky, but it it does kind of it is weird to me that she meets someone that she's had such a connection with and then doesn't think about him, mm. doesn't long f- to him, or she does and it's not stated that she thinks it's a prince, or they don't sort of have that moment again at the ball, or I don't know, I don't know. I'm ranting, but it, it, it's just, it's one of those things that made, made it a little bit weak for me when it came to how the story progressed and like how, what drives them basically a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah because the whole scene in the beginning when Cinderella and the prince meet at the market, I mean, yeah. at first, you know, when, when they first had that, I was sort of, oh, so, you know, they, they're, they're going to build up a relationship between them even before the ball, you know, sort mm. of have... have uh, uh, a longer getting to know each other period than than what is in the original yeah, fairy tale, yeah. and I was totally on board with that. But as yeah. it plays out, I kind of feel like, well, what was really the point of that beginning scene? You know, no. what does that actually right. lead into? <laughs> like no point. No. I, 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 they also could have fixed it by him sort of going back to the town, mm. um, and maybe her as well. But then they sort of miss each other, so we would have that incentive again like oh i really hope like she gets to the ball even though we know she does but you know like mm. something that would make it the stakes a little bit higher because maybe she's thinks like oh i'll never meet this boy she maybe she asks someone on the street and she's like oh do you know a brown-haired boy and uh, and then she gushes a bit over him and he's like no i don't think that's someone local 
too bad you might have missed him like he's probably well three mm. towns away now and she's like oh fuck you know but not fuck because this is this is for kids but you know something like that something like that i think i think it could have made it a bit better story-wise mm. yeah uh, any other critiques or nitpicks if you will the not, freeze floor yeah floor. not really i think uh, i think we covered the main ones that i had um, I mean, there are other things that I can say that I like. Uh, for example, yeah. I, I liked Whoopi Goldberg as the oh, queen yeah. and her squeaking yes. noises that she made <laughs> when, <laughs> when when the prince are like, I don't want to, I don't want that to have this ball, and she's like, You don't have a choice. Sorry, I was I went into Swedish mode there. Sorry, I <laughs> was so funny. She's like, You gotta gotta meet the princess. <laughs> Yeah, she was she was ah uh, almost almost wanting to to have her more in it honestly. Yeah. Like she's just she's got such charisma with the gold bag. It's it's phenomenal. Uh, uh, and just such a warm feeling to her as well. Like you're just like ah oh, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, oh, I will mention. <laughs> Randomly here thought about it, but so uh the her husband the king um, Whoopi Goldberg's husband. That sounded <laughs> weird. Um, he wears a lovely uh, suit for most of the time. It's a pink suit. I think it has maybe some uh, Indian cotton fabric with the sort of medallions that are uh, mm. are from India. It's just it was really nice. I really enjoyed his suit. Uh, I don't know why I want. I just wanted to mention it. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Would wear. Would wear. Mm. Uh, oh. Oh, I have, actually, I have another critique. And I'm so interested to see if you agree with me or not. <laughs> like, yeah, so so I really, I really enjoy Whitney Houston in this film. I think she, she looks great. You know, her outfit and everything, it looks great. I think the way she portrays the fairies is, is, um, is, is good. Uh, and also her singing is, of course, excellent. Because what mm. else? <laughs> uh, but! I'm squeaking like uh, the queen here. <laughs> um, maybe she was a bit too prevalent in the ending, the very ending scene. It's it's almost more Whitney Houston or like more fairy godmother than Cinderella. And I think I would have liked Cinderella to end the song. I think I would have liked to have the camera be more on Cinderella and the prince. I would have liked to see the prince uh, also, you know, sing a bit at the end. So, you know, maybe a little bit less Whitney Houston in the ending. Personally. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, though, as I understand it, she was a co-producer, right? Solo uh, producer, maybe. Solo even. producer, I even. think. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Um, <laughs> so I mean, to that in in that way, I, it makes sense that you know she she began the film because the, the very first thing we see in the beginning of the film is her singing, and then we sort of end on that as well. It, it makes sense, uh, but I also understand what you're saying here. That mm. uh, well, you know, the focus in the end should be on the. Prince and Cinderella because you know yeah. this is their moment when they're they get each other they get married yeah um, yeah yeah I I agree but I don't I don't 
It you understand so- why yes, it's done yes. that way, but you agree with... Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, anything else that you want to talk about? Um, no, um, I do have some double feature suggestions. Oh, so, nice. Uh, Go yeah, for when it. We, when we get to that point, I have some, some more things yeah. to say. Okay, well then, Linnea, I, I would love for you to argue why this should win a Gordon and in what category. And a Gordon is, of course, our version of the Oscars and equally as important. <laughs> Just FYI. Indeed. 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 <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm gonna go for the low-hanging fruit here uh, <laughs> and just say the cast, uh, the yes. very and wonderfully diverse cast, um, yes. all of it. <laughs> Good. Well, well deserved, well deserved yes. Uh, yes. Um, Os- uh, Oscar. Oh, sweet, sweet. <laughs> no, no, no. Well deserved, Gordon. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go for also low-hanging fruit because I <laughs> fawned a little bit over it and that's the dress. I think it was very appropriate and it was very good in the context and it's it's such a lovely little dress. So uh, that is getting my, my Gordon. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well but deserved. from... Yeah, <laughs> right. It's, it's pretty. Uh, <laughs> but from, from Gordon's to double features... Uh, Linnea, you mentioned that you you may have a little something that you want to recommend that would go well with uh, with uh, Cinderella yes. Night Ninety Seven. Yes. Uh, so I'm not recommending the live action Disney remakes that we've had recently, uh, even though I have not seen all of them. Uh, the ones that are sort of similar to to Cinderella here, uh, you know, the Beauty and the Beast remake, mm. etc. Uh, nah, nah, skip them, mm. skip them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I will recommend a Disney film that I think. I mean, it's well known, but I think it's very underrated, and that is The Princess and the Frog. Um, yes. Which, uh, of course, has uh, Disney's first black animated princess. Um, mm. And I think it, it's a great fun film, and not enough people talk about it. Um, I think it's better than Tangled, for example, because I, I don't actually think Tangled is very good. <laughs> I haven't seen Tangled. I haven't oh, seen Tangled. I, ta- the, the, Hmm. The, the latest I've seen is um, because I'm always always very slow with all of these animated films and, and you know all of these Disney films because I'm not that interested most of the time. Uh, but I've seen Brave um, maybe two years ago and mm. also um, well the, the Frog and also uh, Moana. I think I saw Moana maybe yes. a year ago or something. I mm. really liked Moana. I thought that was great. Uh, the Frog, excellent. So I, the, the cartoon ones are just yeah. yeah. You know they they it's such a nice style they have and and it's yeah whatever I could go on. Uh, <laughs> Brave, not so much. Not so much. I just <sighs> cried with, for Bear, Mama Bear. Oh, yeah. maybe that's a spoiler. I'm sorry, but whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. So uh, the frog is up there in the in the ones that I've seen um, the most recently of, of the latest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The the princess and the frog is of course the last quote unquote last yeah. uh, like traditionally animated uh, Disney princess film mm. that they made, mm. and after that they went more into the the sort of modern. Yeah computer animated more more 3d looking characters yeah. uh, which are in tangled and in frozen and moana etc and tangled was the, 
Yes, that too. Brave was Pix- Pixar, though, I think. Oh, uh, I thought that was after... No, they, but it's still owned by Disney. So I think she's a what? Disney princess, technically. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah, like, technically. Um, but it is, it was a different studio, uh, oh. or, or a different studio within Disney. It's it, mm. it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> but out, out of the the Disney classics, as they call them, I I don't think Brave is is uh, among those. Uh, it mm. went it mm. went from yeah. Princess and the Frog to Tangled. And rewatching Tangle today, I just don't think that movie has aged well at all. Oh, I I mean, I I just don't I don't like it at all. <laughs> interesting. Um, Frozen Frozen is much better if you rewatch it, and also the the later ones. But Tangle, I I just don't think it holds up at all. Uh, while Princess and the Frog managed to have that sort of timeless quality that a lot of their older yeah. princess films had. Yeah. Um, so also yeah. the princess and the frog is one of I do I do really enjoy I don't know what it's called but like the the tangled origins you know original fairy tale like mm. I do like that fairy tale mm. the princess and the frog is one of, of the ones that I really enjoyed as a child <laughs> in one of those you know with, with the collected uh, fairy tales mm. I really enjoyed enjoyed that one super mm. short but of course they managed to do well a good job with um, padding things out in a very um, good way in the mm. in the film. I think mm. I really like the 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 story of her. She spends a lot of time as a frog, though. But um, anyways, yeah. Um, so that is your pick. Anything else that you wanna? Yes, I have one more. Yeah, um, so we mentioned earlier how this version of Cinderella was sort of sweet and it was sort of, you know, it just sort of went with yeah. the whole fairy tale concept and, and uh, you know, not necessarily realistic and everything, but just, just really, really sweet. Um, so I want to recommend another movie, another musical, actually, not not a Disney produced mm. one, but another musical that mm. is, I would say, equally as sweet. Uh sweet in a way that you just can't be mad at it you, you don't have the, really the heart to dislike it <laughs> uh, and that is uh, dolly yeah dolly parton's christmas on the square or at the square i don't remember which, which yeah oh my god you have recommended this i haven't watched it i'm thinking this christmas might be it this christmas might be it like who doesn't love dolly parton honestly yeah i, mean, I watched it with my mother the past christmas uh, yeah. my mother really liked it and i'm just you know this part of me sort of my, my inner cynical movie critic that sort of wants to poke at it but then he's just like no, no, it's like, just so cute. Yeah, it's just it's, so cute. Well, just... I, I don't have the heart to be to be critic here, you know. <laughs> well, that's that's two two sweet uh, double features that will make you feel warm in your heart. Uh, Indeed. Yeah, paired with the, this one, I think, and and sometimes that's what you need. You don't need the gritty and the the dark and exactly, exactly. Sometimes you just need something like sweet and, and, and lovely and, and yeah, great suggestions there. Uh, so let's move on to should this be remade in 2021? This is our final um, discussion topic. So if you have anything you want to say, Linnea, this is the time. This is the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, in a, in a landscape where... 
Disney rules the waves, so to speak. Uh, we have a ton of Disney remakes. I kind of feel like uh, maybe we maybe we wouldn't need specifically a Cinderella remake, mm. but I do think we would need a remake or maybe just a, or an original story from mm. Disney that has the spirit of Cinderella 1997. You know, the yes. one, the diverse cast, and two, sort of the magic, which I was talking about earlier, that I think that the modern live-action remakes are, are missing. Mm. Uh, I think we need something like that um, from Disney. Yes. Yes, agreed, absolutely. Uh, that may be... That that maybe isn't so preoccupied with invoking feelings of nostalgia based mm. on old characters and mm. situations, like something something new. There are plenty of fairy tales out there, and they are, you know, you know, like for example with Moana and things like that. They are they can do it, mm. but I I think. I think this film, like if you if we're thinking like a live action cast um, film, I think they could take notes from this one. Mm. Uh, even even like making like an an old you know a a, a black um, fairy tale even like maybe don't we don't even need white people in it you know like maybe <laughs> maybe go for it you know like try. Um, but yeah, uh, so you would have this be remade in some sense, and yeah, I would I would agree that um, uh, sort of you know going off that, I think that you could make. I'm not. I'm, I am stepping away from Disney right now. Like I don't. I don't trust Disney with this basically um, because I did say like oh, the grit and everything. But if we were to make something that that has the Cinderella story, but but also maybe tries to do something more that is related to to racism, racism, and and sort of delves into that a little bit. I think you could make like a, a black Cinderella and the struggles of being, you know, in a white household, and maybe something a little bit more realistic, something that is close maybe to history. Um, you know, something that tells the Cinderella story, but sort of grounds it in mm. that experience. I think I think in the right hands, it could be really interesting. Mm. Like, how could you interpret the ball? How could you interpret certain things? And still kind of make it out to be something that is maybe hopeful in the end. And, and um, yeah, I don't know. I'm riffing here on the spot. But, um, yeah, I, I think a Cinderella like that, which probably like so many modern things are adaptions of fairy tales maybe like loose inspiration from so they might already be out there but i think there could even be a room for that kind of cinderella yeah absolutely yeah mm. yeah that's a really good idea yeah anything yeah. else <laughs> otherwise no, no i think ooh, we got it all ooh, covered the window is yeah. closing oh <laughs> it's closed no more opportunities <laughs> Um, so listener have you seen Cinderella from 1997 uh, we want to know what you think so uh, check us out on our uh, social medias which are Facebook and Instagram where you can find us at Starcrest Podcast uh, you can share your thoughts and give us recommendations and feedback and uh, all that we would love to hear from you uh, 
Uh, and uh, join us next time as we travel all the way over to Russia and watch Ballad of a Hussar. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.